Yes! Happy fucking New Year to you and yours. Hope you guys were safe out there last night. This is your boy King Known Uncensored. This is Happy New Year. Black superhero music, man. And we're going to get right to the bullshit. Nine players were suspended in the uh, Killian Hayes, Hemi Diallo, Mo Wagner uh, ball brawl. <laughs> Killian Hayes got a three-game suspension. I knew there, I knew this was going to be light because nothing outside of Killian Hayes knocking Mo Watner unconscious, nothing else legitimately happened except the benches clearing, and that was addressed during this uh, suspension. So Killian Hayes got a three-game suspension. Mo Watner got a two-game suspension. Hammy Diallo got a one-game suspension, and then a one-game suspension to eight players on the magic eight more players on the magic cole anthony mo bamba wendell carter jr rj hampton gary harris kevon harris france walkner and admiral schofield okay so france walkner did come up there and try to help his brother out because i i checked him last uh show on like where the fuck was france walkner at he a whole ass nigga for letting his brother blah 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 blah. But he actually came off the bench to help. Shout out to Franz Watner. Oh boy. J Hood versus D Block 2022. Oh my god. What is this? 06, 07 again? I remember when J Hood and D Block parted ways. And it was pretty ugly because I remember J Hood put out like a mixtape making fun of the locks. And they were calling the you know, Jay Hood was basically saying that they were Jay jerkin niggas and fucking uh uh what's that uh 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 raping you records. And you know, Jay Hood was on Math Hoppa's show, 
and they were talking about like what happened with D Block, and then Jay Hood reiterated that Sheik Luch got tough with him a couple of times. You know, Styles P and them, and 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 Kiss and 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 Sheik. You know, they took and, and, you know they took money from them. They took thirty five thousand from them, and you know they wouldn't. You know, Styles P said to him that, you know, the split was amicable, but wouldn't let Jay Hood out of his contract. Jay Hood had to go through hoops and hell to get out of his contract with D Block. Styles P responded and said that Jay Hood was lying about everything. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm on Styles P side on this one. I'm on Styles P side because here's the thing. What did Jay Hood do musically for him to, you know? What did Jay Hood do besides hopping on features? He didn't do anything. He didn't come out with an album, he didn't come out with a hot single. I'm gonna be honest with Jay Hood. He's lucky to got to have gotten anything from Style Sheep and Kiss. Because you didn't do anything. I mean, but here's the thing though. I don't believe that Jay Hood is lying about anything that he's saying. Let's not get that fucked up. I don't think Jay Hood would lie. Because I've seen him talk and articulate himself pretty well. So I don't think he will be lying. But my thoughts on this is very simple. I mean, I don't know what Jay Hood expected from Style She Can Kiss. I mean, he gave he they gave you an opportunity, which they didn't have to do. They put time into you. You know, they didn't have to do that. You know, there was a situation where Jay Hood's mom's house burned down and they couldn't get any money from Style She Could Kiss. I think that was like. I mean, I believe Jay Hood when he said that. And they weren't there. You know, Styles and his rebuttal did not mention that shit. But, um, yeah, this is whack. This is a whack ass beef in 2022. Even though Matt, Matt Hoffa. You know, got, you know, Styles P was mad at Matt for asking him those questions. I'm like, well, what are you going to ask Jay Hood outside of, like, his time in D-Block? He asked the right questions. He wasn't malicious. He didn't, they didn't dish you. They didn't say anything completely out of pocket. So I don't understand why Styles is mad at math. That doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, yeah. Let's move on here. In the midst of a turbulent season and ruffled feathers with certain players, Atlanta Hawks, Nate Mc. Uh, coach Nate McMillan has considered resigning from his position. He doesn't plan on retiring, but he was thinking about resigning. I'm like, damn, Trey Young really got this nigga tweaking like this? What the 
fuck is going on there? I mean, I see both sides. I see the coach dealing with a disgruntled superstar in Trey Young. Trey Young is like, I've been here my whole career, and I want to go to the championship. And I thought a championship roster was assembled around me. And I know Atlanta has struggled with injuries to Murray, to Hunter, to Collins, to Capella. Like, all of those guys, you know, and they just lost to LeBron James and the Lakers, which is a great segue, by the way. But I'm going to get back to them. I'm going to get to LeBron in a minute and what I think about that. But, um, yeah, they just lost to the Lakers, who are horrible. Uh, what is their record? What is the Hawks record? Double check. I'm sorry, guys. I hate when I do those pauses in the show, but I got to get the correct information. Okay, they're 17 and 19, which makes them ninth in the conference. This was around, this was actually better than what they were at this point last year. But it doesn't make that much of a difference when you're still under 500, when you got two guys who can put up 20. And 10. I feel like DeJounte Murray is underutilized in the offense. I mean, that's what I think. I think he's underutilized in the offense. And I feel like if Trey Young and DeJounte Murray can play as a legitimate squad together and shit. I think the Atlanta Hawks can get back to the West, the, the Eastern Conference Finals. They have the potential. But anyway, let's get to LeBron's 47 points, 9 rebounds, and 8 uh, assists game. Now, what do I think of it? I think it's dope. I think it's cool. I don't necessarily like have a problem with that. But they were playing Atlanta without their their shot blocker in Clint Capella. And Onyeka Okungu had to guard LeBron the whole game. I think that's what veteran players are supposed to do is kill the little man. And LeBron is a grown-ass man out there playing against kids. That should be easy money against Atlanta. And then Atlanta also doesn't have great perimeter defense outside of DeAndre Hunter. But I can't hate on this. This is great for this old-ass 38-year-old nigga dropping 47 points. That's amazing. Kobe still, Kobe still dropped 60 at 38. Get 60, Bron, then I'll be impressed. But I think LeBron James, as talented and as great as he is, he should do that. He should, he should drop 47 on the Hawks. That's to be expected. This is your chosen one. This is your GOAT, right? I expect GOAT teams. And this is GOAT teams. Actually, it was 47 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists. His averages are nice. Don't get me wrong. I'm not no fucking hater. I mean, I, I give credit where credit is due. I give praises, all praise due to LeBron, Allah, and all that other shit. He's still not better than Mike and Kobe. I don't care how many 40-point games he drops at the age of 38. Kobe still drops 60. I'm just saying. It's no dissing. It's no diss. 
But I respect the 47 piece, but don't look now, but the Warriors are playing quite well without Stephen Curry. They just are. They're playing a whole lot better. And I think it's because of the rise of Jordan Poole. I mean, the Warriors have won four straight games. And they're 19 and 18. Check this out. In the Western Conference, one through nine, all of the teams are above 500. Utah has fallen to 10th, but they're 19 and 20. The Timberwolves are 11th. That's crazy, man. I had higher expectations for that Timberwolves squad. They're disappointing as fuck. And they traded, they traded all of their assets for Rudy Gobert, so they're stuck with this team. And they've lost six straight. And, I mean, yes, losing Carl Anthony Towns is a, 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 a big factor and whatnot. But still, Blazers are eight. Shout out, Dane. Nuggets are one. Okay, this is a very interesting Western Conference race here. I guess they don't do division winners anymore as the top seeds. I think they do, like, whoever has the better record. But I had to acknowledge Jordan Poole is playing out of his fucking mind. The Warriors are doing quite well for themselves. Now, the Indiana Pacers have expressed interest in Obi Toppin. I wonder what they're, what package they're going to offer for him. Because in my opinion, I think Obi Toppin deserves to start. And on that Indiana team, he could easily be the starting four. Like Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald. Um, who's their four? Is it Neesmith? Aaron Neesmith? I think it might be. Aaron Neesmith. Obi Toppin and Miles Turner. That'd be a great starting five in this league. Oh, Romeo and Master P made up. So I guess Romeo is back saying, uh, he back a no limit soldier. I thought I told you. Uh. So Master P gonna be uh yelling all over the track again. They made up. Master P posted a picture with him and Romeo saying, Happy New Year's 2023 is all about forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, pressing towards the goal. As a parent, I'm growing, taking self-accountability and educating my family and the next generation. Love takes growth and forgiveness. Seek God first and everything else will fall into place. Romeo Miller and to all my kids, we all we got. Romeo hasn't responded yet, but I'm hoping and praying that these two get back on good terms. Let's move on to all uh, uh, to uh, what to what do I expect out of uh, 2023? Let's start with what do I expect out of myself in 2023? Growth, ladies and gentlemen, growth, 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 growth. Growth in mentality, growth in maturity, growth in my platform, 
growth financially. And I want to be monetized. I want to be monetized on my Anchor app. I want to be monetized on YouTube. And I want my main income to be this wonderful podcast that I'm doing today. And I want that. And then, of course, the YouTube money as well as my second source of income. I want my platform to be my main source of income by the end of 2023. And what that comes with is hard work. Hard work. And then after I get monetized, long term, right? I want to be able to get so much money that I can put my platform on apps that charge per month. So I can get some of that real money. Because... The goal is to get paid for talking shit. Other goals in life, too. But this is the main thing that I'm working on right now. Other goals are plan A, B, and C. You can't tell everybody what you want to do. You can't tell everybody everything they want to do because then they're going to use that against you, especially when it fails. But at least I got goals for myself, motherfucker. Now, what do I expect out of urban music in 2023? What do I expect? Well, I'm hoping for a new Big Sean album. I want some new Big Sean in 2023. I want some new Wale in 2023. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't mind a King's Disease 4 if Hit Boy and Nas are down. 31 Summers. <laughs> Rough's hands like Birdman. We want that. Uh, I wouldn't mind a new Jay-Z album in 2023 wouldn't mind that. It's a rumor that him and Beyonce are working on the sequel to uh, Everything is Love. The streets. It's the streets. Um, What else do I want? Yeah. Is it wishful thinking to pray for Kendrick Lamar to drop back-to-back albums in back-to-back years? Is that asking too much? I don't know. Um, I definitely want another Baby Keem album. Travis Scott to finally drop Utopia. Travis, where are you? I mean, I saw you on Metro album, but Travis, where are you? Drop. Um... I think that's all I want out of urban music right now. That's all I can think of at this point. I don't want to drag this shit along. What do I want out of? What do I expect from sports? Oh man, I don't. I don't really know what do I expect from the NBA because I like this season because it's very unpredictable for one. And I still couldn't tell you who the fuck is going to win the NBA title because the Western Conference is so cluttered and so confusing. I truly believe that in both conferences, a one seed or a two seed will get upset. Mark it. Put it down in your holodex, right? I truly believe that there will be an upset in the first round from 
a seven or eight seed beating a number two seed or a one seed. I expect the Lakers to uh well actually the Lakers can't trade LeBron James. Next year I definitely expect LeBron James to be traded for sure. Um he can't be traded now because um his extension is too new. The trade deadline is on February 7th. LeBron would have been eligible to be traded on February 14th. So yeah. Can't trade him, so you stuck with him. I also expect LeBron to break the record at some point at the end towards the end of the season. If he doesn't get hurt. But I couldn't tell you who's coming out the East or the West because it's a lot of teams out there that's doing quite well for themselves. But let's move on, man. All-star predictions. Yes, it's about that time. We have NBA all-star game predictions on who's going to start. All right. Eastern Conference starters. I'm excited about this. I'm Well, I'm excited every show because I love giving y'all great content and real shit. I'm giving y'all shit that other niggas just don't give. But the Eastern Conference, my starters, my starting five for the uh, NBA All-Star game. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is having an underrated year. Overlooked year. I think the Brooklyn Nets are overlooked because they were so disappointing last year that, you know, the perception of them is they just don't got it. I mean, the Nets have been a failed experiment so far. They haven't even gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals yet as a group. So a lot of people are underestimating them despite them having one of the more skilled duo in the NBA. Not the best duo, but definitely the most skilled. Still a top five duo, though. Don't disrespect Kyrie and, and, and KD because they uh, failed last year. It's a new year. It's a new day with a new coach, a better coach than the last coach. But yes, Kyrie Irving is my all-star starting point guard. Next up, this is an easy one. I don't think that there's another guard that's even worthy. Can't find shit in this house. But uh, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell should be the starting uh, two guard. Well, the starting guard, I should say. Because remember, they changed the format. Now it's two guards and three forwards now. So I would start Kyrie and Donovan Mitchell at my guard positions. Pause. Um, Kevin Durant. Already mentioned uh, Kyrie and KD, the plight. But Kevin Durant. Then we have Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is my MVP so far this season. And um, 
Yeah. Simple as that. Last but totally not least, Giannis Antipo Negro. Giannis. Yes, Giannis. Why not? He's had a great season statistically. The Bucks are not that great, but they're in the conversation of coming out the East. They're in the conversation, but they clearly miss Chris Middleton. Like, that's 20 points going. You know, Middleton's been battling injury after injury after injury, man. And I'm just like, damn, this is an injury-prone season. I had thought that Middleton would come back and be in his all-star form, but not this year. But, yes, Giannis. So, my all-star starters in the East are Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, the all-star reserves for the East. My reserves are Jalen Brown. Of course, why wouldn't he be? He, 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 he's never been an all-star, has he? I don't remember him being selected to an all-star team, but he, he should have been in the all-star game like three, four years ago. Motherfuckers is crazy right now. Of course, Joel Embiid, why wouldn't he be? I mean, that's one person I could say is on Tatum's neck for that MVP because his statistics are amazing. And he is a, responsible for a lot of the team's wins with his offensive and defensive production. I feel like Joel Embiid is the more com- one of the more complete players in the NBA. Definitely a top three, maybe top three player in basketball right now. Next, Trey Young. I mean, Trey Young record-wise, you know, is not having the best season as far as the team is concerned, but his statistics are off the charts. I mean, he's averaging, what, 28-29 and 10 assists? What more can you ask out of a point guard? I don't know, but he's for damn sure an all-star. Next up, Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam has had a hell of a season. He has. You know, they're tied right now with the Bulls for the 10th spot in the play-in. The play-in, the fight for the play-in is going to get real ugly, right? But um, Siakam's putting up great stats this year. Toronto's not that great, but Siakam is the shining star. Next up, Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, Wally Serbiak, eat a dick. <laughs> eat a dick, Serbiak. Big all-star, huh? Man, Tyrese Halliburton is having a great season, and the Pacers are incredible. And don't be surprised if the Pacers upset somebody. I'm letting y'all niggas know right now. I think the Pacers are going to make the playoffs, especially if they keep Buddy Hill and Miles Turner, which they should. Next, James Harden. James Harden has had a bounce-back season. He lost 100 pounds. He looks like he's in shape. He looks focused. He's taking mid-range jumpers now. I think James Harden should definitely, if, if he's not the most improved player, he should definitely at least be considered for most improved player, as crazy as that might sound. 
Next, last, but totally not least, Julius Randle. Julius Randle has had a great season. He just has had an awesome season for the Knicks. The Knicks are in contention for now. I still believe that the Knicks are going to fall out of the playoff race. I don't believe in this team. I'm sorry. But from the work that I've seen Randall put in, I definitely feel like he deserves the last reserve spot. I think he'll do great in the All-Star game. But he's definitely the Andrew Wiggins of this list. Okay, so my all-star reserves for the Eastern Conference, once again, are Jalen Brown, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, Pascal Siakam, Tyrese Halliburton, James Harden, and Julius Randle. Now let's move on to the Western Conference all-star starters. Now, obviously, Steph, (laughs) duh. That's a no-brainer. Steph is going to be healthy by the time the All-Star game begins. I don't think Devin Booker is going to be healthy. Disclaimer, Booker is not on my list. Because if Booker was healthy, he would easily make my my, my uh, reserves. But um, obviously, Steph. Stephen Curry's had an amazing season up until he got hurt. But, you know. We all know the fans are going to vote Steph in regardless of what the fuck's going on. Even though a lot of y'all definitely feel like Shea Gilgis-Alexander deserves to be a a starter. But I know, like y'all know, that Steph is going to be the starter. Hands down. Next up, Luka Doncic. I mean, come on, man. He's had some big games. He's a baller. He's a gamer. During the playoffs, he is just amazing to watch. You know, I doubted Luka. Not because, not, not I ain't doubt Luka. I doubted his teammates. And his teammates show up for Luka, too. Next, LeBron James. Yeah, I know y'all shocked. Yeah, I vote for the nigga for, for, the, for an all-star starter. Listen, man, there's a y'all y'all have a misconception of me as just this big giant LeBron hater that give takes away things. No, nigga, I tell the truth. I feel like LeBron James is an all-star, a starter for sure this year. No doubt in my mind. Next up, Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson put down the McDonald's, put down the Red Lobster, put down the Wingstop. Put down the Whataburger. Put down the goddamn <laughs> Burger King. Put down the goddamn Panda Express. And got himself into shape. And he is an MVP candidate this year. Zion has the Pelicans in the top three seed in the West. And I knew it. Once Zion got healthy, it was over for you fraud-ass niggas. Man... Yes, Zion Williamson. Last but totally not least, we already know this is going to happen. Joker. Joker. Joker's the stat man. All stats, nothing more. He's offensively skilled. Don't get me wrong. 
he's fun to watch. Put up points, turnarounds, occasional three-pointer, but he brings absolutely nothing to the defensive part of the game. He is fresh meat in a pick and roll. But other than that, by the numbers, (laughs) he's a starter with no arguments here. All-star reserves, obviously. Oh, yeah, so, again, starting five, my all-star reserves are Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Zion Williamson, and Nikola Jokic. Let's move on to the Western Conference all-star reserves. My first all-star reserve is obviously Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Now, his team may not be good, but his numbers, you know, a lot of people are talking about him. For all-star starter. And he definitely deserves to start. Hell of a season. Next up, my boy, my guy, my favoriteest player in the world, Damian Lillard. Yeah, boy, game is back. It is Dame time once again in Portland. And he's 100% healthy. He's got a good little squad around him. I think they're going to make a great run through the play-in and get into the playoffs eventually as either a 7 seed or an 8 seed. And they might fuck around and upset somebody in the West. Mark my words. That's another one. That's another hot take you could put in that bitch. But yes, Damian Lillard, all-star reserve. Nigga. Next up, of course, Ja Morant. I mean, Steph and Luka are going to get all the votes. But I'd be surprised if Ja beat Stephen Curry in all-star votes. And, and Ja gonna talk shit about it, of course. And then the Warriors gonna pop them niggas again. But yes, I got Ja Morant in the all-star game. Next up, Paul George. Paul George has had a pretty solid campaign this season. The Clippers are in contention. You know, obviously Kawhi Leonard is not 100% himself. But I truly do believe that Paul George has carried this Clippers team as far as it can possibly go. I mean, this is a guy that's been in multiple conference finals. Like, this dude deserves to play for a championship one day. And I think this is the year that they have a great chance in doing so. Next up, this is a shocker, y'all. De'Aaron Fox. Yes, I truly do believe that De'Aaron Fox is an all-star. I do. And I believe him and Sabonis. I don't think Sabonis is an all-star. No disrespect to him. And you'll see why with my last two choices. But I think De'Aaron Fox is having an all-star season. It's long overdue for him to be an all-star. And I feel like Sacramento is finally treading towards a positive direction. Next, Anthony Edwards. Now, the, the Timberwolves are not having the season that we all thought that they would have. But the Timberwolves are still solid. They still can make playoffs, or at least the play in. And um, man, I think Anthony Edwards is a superstar in the making. Still got a little bit to go. I still think that he has to work on 
maturing and leadership. But after that, I feel like he should be an all-star. I felt like he should have been an all-star last year, especially over fucking Wiggins. No disrespect to Wiggins. I, he did show up in the championship, but up that year up until that point, I felt like Edwards should have been in there by the numbers. Last but totally not least, Laurie Markkinen. Now, the Utah Jazz got up out to a fast start, but Laurie Markkinen's putting up all-star numbers for sure. And I feel like although he is receiving a bit too much hype, I still think that he's an all-star. And I think he should get that last all-star roster spot. All right. I'm going to repeat it one more time. The all-star reserves are Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Damian Lillard, John Morant, Paul George, the Aaron Fox, Anthony Edwards, Laurie Markkinen. Now, last but totally not least, I mentioned certain songs as black superhero music. And a lot of y'all want to know, what does that mean? Black superhero music is not that boring-ass Marvel shit. It's not no boring-ass comic books. It's, it's stuff, it's not even, this is that, this is, this is, this is Blade, okay? This is, I know Blade's a part of Marvel, but the first Blade, the first two Blades were amazing. This is Blade, okay? This is Meteor Man shit. This is motherfucking Blank Man shit. When I talk about black superhero music. And I made a playlist called Black Superhero Music on Spotify right now. It's available. Um, I'm going to give you 25 songs. This is not in any particular order on what's the best and what's the worst. This is more like, this is how, if I were to curate a black superhero music soundtrack, this is what it would sound like. Okay. The opening song on here was uh, Big Daddy Wiz by Wiz Khalifa. Pause on that. But um, Big Daddy Wiz got some swag to it. It samples Positive K, I Got a Man. And then Girl Talk just put some dope-ass drums over that. Trap drums and made it a masterpiece. And it just, it's so classy and dapper. You know what I mean? Next, uh... The next track, Two Infinity Links, Quavo and Takeoff. Quavo and Takeoff definitely made black superhero music together. As a duo only, not as the trio in the Migos. I think they were they had a little bit too much swag to be black superhero as a trio. As a duo, definitely black superheroes. Next up, Let the Smokers Shine the Coops. I mentioned this last show. That it is black superhero music, just the music itself. And then, of course, when you add the bass, it's over. Next, Tory Lane's Sorry for What LV Bell. But yes, Sorry for What LV Belt. Man, dope ass record. Sometimes the horns. In certain songs, with a doo, 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 that shit make you feel like you black Superman. Next up, of course, Silent Hill 
push these niggas on me like, mm. yes, sir. Just the bounce, the bass, and then just the fact that you could just walk into a room and that come on, you just start doing what you do, celebrations and things of that nature. Number six. Well, the next track, <laughs> 30 Nas, 30 Summers. Oh, man. The horns. Oh, man. The bass. Hit Boy just killed that shit, boy. Like, he killed that shit. Like, that's the, that's the shit. Then we got Back Outside Boys by Drake. Oh, man. Again, it beat them horns sometimes, man. It make you feel like you, you somebody or something. You know what I mean? Then... Quavo and Takeoff with and Gucci Mane. Us versus them. You can't tell me you can't see your favorite crime fighting superhero whooping ass to that. It's definitely that sound. And then Yeah, because first of all, I'm not only a music person, but I'm a sound person too. I like to put sounds together and then just combine them. You know? I might I may start. Um, doing more shows about playlists that I create for Spotify. That way you can go ahead and fuck around and listen to them. Next up, we got Pushing P. Ratatouille Gunna featuring uh, Stand Up Young Tug and Future The Toxic King. Yeah, Pushing P. Dope. Dope record. Don't know what the fuck they talking about, but goddammit, it's catchy. Then, you got Big Stunner. Birdman in his time with Manny Fresh made superheroes, black superhero shit. Especially Still Fly. Oh, by, by the big timers. Then number one Stunner. So then that brings Big Stunner. Birdman recites his classic verse from Get Your Roll On, another black superhero song. Like I said, Black superhero music is is a sound. And kind of a mentality. You got Circo Loco, Drake and 21 Savage. It definitely has the Detroit BPM. Not necessarily the sound, but definitely the BPM. Beats per minute for the slow people. Um, Not Tricking Black Keys, Tory Lanez. I know y'all wondering why is Tory Lanez in this list. I mean, he makes black superhero music. Stupid again. Broke in a minute. Do the most. Tory Lanez has black superhero music. Whether you like him or not. It's just a fact. Then we got Jeezy and 42 Doug put the mix down. Oh, man. Definitely some black superhero shit. Stick. Even though it's gangster, it's kind of gangster. Still kind of black superhero-ish, especially with the horns. Then Jid and Cole destroyed that song. Then, I know this is going to shock a lot of y'all, but Lobby Boys featuring Fabio 4 and Sly. I know you're wondering, don't you hate New York Drill? Yes, I hate New York Drill, but I don't, you know, hate every single song. I hate about 85 to 90% of New York Drill. Let's just say that. But they have a couple of joints. They have a couple of joints that I rock with, though. And this is one of them. Shake It 
Oh yeah, next up, Shake It, K-Flock featuring Cardi B, Dougie B, and Bory 400. Uh, well, you know, K-Flock is a very popular drill rapper in New York. And, and jail? Or did he get out? I don't know. I know I know he caught a case. I don't know what type of case, but I heard he caught a case. Okay, goddammit. But Shake It is a dope record. One of the drill records I like. It's definitely because of Cardi B as to why I checked it out because she previewed it on her page. But anyway, next to my last breath, Nas. Man, Hit Boy and Nas just make black superhero music. But this shit here, 27 Summers is also like a black superhero song for the record. But to my last breath is definitely straight New York. Next up, Freddie Gibbs and Moneybag Yell Too Much. I mean, that's one of my favorite songs of 2022, as you all know. Definitely worthy. And then Pimpio Slut, Freddie Gibbs and DJ Paul. Definitely a black superhero song, especially for cats that grew up on Midwest and Southern music. Um, then we got Broke Boys, Drake and 21 Savage. The first half, not the second half. The first half, not the second half, sir. But yes, Broke Boys, especially the first half. Second half is okay. Next, we got Coming Back, Snoop Dogg featuring October London and Nefertiti Avani. Banger. Classic Battle Cat, classic West Coast shit. West Coast niggas got Superman music as well, especially Doggy Dog World. Then we got So Cool, Big Crit. Man, now this is some black superhero shit. This should have been featured in fucking, what's that movie that Eddie Griffin was in? Undercover Brother. That would have been perfect for that soundtrack. So Cool by Big Crit. It's just some pimp shit. Number 23, Dowie's Revenge, Benny the Butcher. Man, the 5 to 50 bop. Definitely the horns bring you into it. Number 24, No More Parties in L.A., Tory Lanez. Man, I know it's a lot of Tory Lanez, but that last album was incredible. That may be a borderline classic album to me. That is in that classic conversation. It may be that. It may be just that. But No More Parties in LA definitely has some Kanye influence. It sounds like a Kanye record, even though it doesn't sound like the Kanye record, um, No More Parties in LA. But if we're talking about the beat itself, it has some Kanye influence. I bet you Kanye was the original person that was for, that song was for. Last but totally not least, First Class, Jack Harlow. I donned that as the best song of 2022. And um, it's definitely some black superhero shit. All right, that is my show. This is King Known Uncensored. Happy New Year. And I'm out.